It's Paul Hamilton. Oh, Cervatic and Hamilton go to each other and so whiskey. Why they do it? We have to fight. fight. With Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Nachek was just totaled by an Iowa State player against the was, board. I think it was by Hamilton. Not WGR. Really a pretty unnecessary hit by Hamilton. Hamilton is still awfully mad. He's being held back. Number 17, Paul Hamilton. Two minutes for charging, five minutes for fighting, and Sports Radio 550. Because uh, we tend to leave by 7 o'clock most nights, we'll end up, by the end of this week, having done one Sabres pregame show in a month. The Islanders, January 19th. That's Ryan Miller yeah. night. Did we even do that one? No. No, we didn't. We, we quit early. That's out. We quit at six that the, night. The sixteenth, the sixteenth was a Martin Luther King afternoon game, right? That, yep. We didn't do that one. Winnipeg, January twelfth, Winnipeg. And I left early because I went to that game. <laughs> That's right. So you did that one by yourself. January twelfth, Winnipeg. <laughs> February first, Carolina. That was seven thirty TNT game. Yeah, yeah. And then February twenty first, Toronto. Is because these games are all in California and we're we're yep. practically asleep. And that Toronto game is also a TNT or a seven thirty game. Yes, TNT. yes. Yep. Paul, how about that? I mean, it's I'm not sure that's a quirk. Nobody measures or, or uses this as a metric. How many pregame shows do we do? Uh, but as it happens, it's like January twelfth, February first, February twenty first. It's like it's uh, I don't know some other sport. Yeah. We- I was thinking of that earlier. It's kind of funny you brought it up because I was, you know, writing my article. <clears throat> and, of course, Brian's doing the pregame today. And I, I thought, I go, you know what? Brian's done a lot of pregames lately. We've had a lot of late games mm-hmm. going on or whatever, the the uh, Miller thing. And I was thinking the same thing. It's been a while since you guys have done one of these. This yeah, will, even, this even that little stretch that was after um, – when they went the to Minnesota, Chicago, Dallas, those were all late enough that we didn't we didn't do them. They were all eight thirty or later. If you go back, guys, to the Nashville game, January fourteenth, that is the first of nine straight road games they have against Western teams, and every Western team is in a different time zone, so it's like it's nine in a row on their schedule. That is weird. Yeah, it, you know, it's broken up by breaks and home games and such, but. It's it's a stretch of nine games in a row, road games the Sabres have this year, three of which are coming up starting tonight uh, against Western teams. And they've done really well in those games. The only loss is Minnesota in a shootout. Well, they need that, Paul, right? Because Saturday was rough. Yeah, 10-1-2 against the West on the road. So, yeah, they, they need something. Although, the, don't forget, the, they did beat the Kings at home, one of their few good games at home. Uh, but uh, yeah, they 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 got to get going. The, this this home thing isn't going to get them in the playoffs. Quite honestly, I know it's gotten them close, but they got they can't just yeah. keep losing at home. Otherwise, they're just going to drop out of this. They they, it's not going to work if they just keep playing these kind of games at home and and not picking up points at home and too many losses. Uh, I just don't think they can overcome it with road wins. Uh, to, to be able to overcome the teams that are in front of them to be able to make the playoffs, even with games in hand. they got to get better at home. What That, that, that will lead, lead us nicely into Saturday, Paul. Um, I, I was not – I was doing some other things as the game began, but I felt like they started pretty well. They got the two goals. The period ends, 
And I don't know if it was Rob or Dan or Brian and Marty by the time the intermission got here, but when I heard two goals on three shots, I was sort of, what? Like, I thought that was a good period, and I know shots aren't the only measure, of course, but they're one, and I was sort of stunned to hear that. Um, did you think they were sort of asleep in the first period, too, or just the, the, the last 40 minutes? Because I thought the first was kind of okay. No, I thought the first period, about as well as I've seen them skate, they were flying for the first period, but then they got heavy legs after that. Because I had Casey Middlestad on in the, you know, coming off the ice before the during the first intermission, and he said the same thing. He goes, yeah, I was looking up at the clock, and we only had three shots. And they had, I know one shot, they had, uh, Cousins had a breakaway and missed the net. Skinner put a great move on the Holmstrom and put it right under him and out the other side. Neither one of those are shots, but they were great scoring opportunities. Buffalo easily could have left that period up 4 nothing if those two go in, especially the Skinner one because he, he, he put a great move on him. But it was just one of those things. And, and Bulldog, I know you've played hockey long enough. I'm sure that's happened to you. You, you got the wide-open net, and you go to backhand it through, and somehow – you just slide it through the crease and out the other side, and you're just sitting there. How did I do that? <laughs> you know, type of no, thing. No, Paul, yeah. I never miss. That's never <laughs> that's I, never I, happened. I'm as aces. <laughs> yes. I've I've told I've told I've told a story about this. I, I scored six goals in a game once when we were playing cross ice mites, and Paul, I played and Mike, I played probably ten more years after that, if not longer. And I probably didn't score six more goals the whole time. Like I, not I was not someone who put the puck in the net. I had a lucky day as a mite, and that was it. Yeah, I had a five goal period in college, but uh, yeah, that uh, never got. You were busy getting thrown out of games. (laughs) Yep. yep, Well, tonight we're reading about changes, Paul. Um, What do you see, and what does it mean if we're at that point? Yeah. uh, Jordan of Sabres.com said they yesterday it started and they're going to go with it, which means Paterka probably will not play in this game. And Oposo moves with Thompson and, and Middlestat. Now Cousins goes between Skinner and Tuck. Um, Asplund's into the lineup and will play with Olison and Jost. And then Krebs will center Quinn and uh, Gergensen's. Clegg is also in the lineup. That might be a little bit too. He was drafted by the Kings and they. He, they put him on waivers, and they lost him on waivers to Montreal. Clay, you know, he plays pretty well, and they didn't do real well last game, so they may be, all right, they're in Los Angeles. Let's give him a game in Los Angeles and let him play there. So uh, he's going to go in for Bryson, and it appears that Craig, Craig Anderson will be the goaltender. That wasn't confirmed as far as I know by uh, Don Granado, but he was in the, the net that would tell us that uh, he would be the goaltender, and he hasn't played all that much lately either. Uh, only played one of the last eight games and two of the last 13 but his start if you recall was in dallas where he beat the western conference leading stars three to two in overtime uh and against the kings he had a 40 save shutout at home so uh it looks like he probably will get the start in this game yes this will probably be if the kings play their game paul i'm sort of thinking back to this game you've already referenced the six nothing win the Sabres scored six goals in the third period of that game. For 40 minutes, it, re- it really it required them to get a lead. It took them until the third period to do it. And once they did, they were able to, to maybe get to their game a little bit more. Uh, but the Kings are one of these teams. They're a dying breed, I think, in the NHL. But they basically want to clog you up and slow you down. 
this is what Granado was talking about Saturday. When you don't have your A game and you got heavy legs, he goes, that doesn't mean you lose the hockey game. That means you go to your B game. And he goes, we don't have a good enough B game. Where, you know, But mm-hmm. that was a day where I remember him coming in saying, we had to play our B game for two periods, and we did it very well. We didn't get, we didn't get frustrated. We put pucks where they needed to go, understanding that Los Angeles is going to try to take your speed away from you through the neutral zone. They're going to try to hit you. And he was really proud of how they played those first 40 minutes. It was 0-0, and he, he, and he goes, the key to what was they didn't get frustrated. They, they made the simple plays until they finally got ahead in the third period. Los Angeles had to come off it, and as soon as they came off it, six bucks were in the net. Um, they, Buffalo could finally get to their game. So he really liked the way they played in that game, that they didn't let the Kings frustrate them, and they played a, a game that they had to play. As he called it, it was a different game, but it was the game they had to play if they were going to win that game. I got to think, you know, it's such a young team and it's been such a positive year overall that um, these guys aren't going to be rattled or anything by by Saturday. I mean, they've lost three in a row now, but you're going back quite a long stretch. I mean, it's Minnesota in the shootout, then Carolina, which did a number on them, and then Calgary. But I don't know. You're closer to it. I feel like they're probably in in good a good mental state here the playoffs are just as realistic as they were a week ago i mean they didn't get buried or anything like that but washington washington got kind of destroyed by san jose at home yesterday like badly yeah. outshot and easily beaten so it's only it's not only the sabers in washington florida's interesting and a couple other teams too but if i were with the sabers i'd want to be really positive right now and i want to think that guys are still uh you know looking up I understand where fans were coming from Saturday from the fact what Granada was saying. And a lot of fans thought he was excuse-making. And it's like, how could you not be – what do you mean you're fatigued? You just didn't play for ten games. How could you be fatigued? Not understanding that, yeah, they flew for the first period and then they hadn't been on the ice. When you're not on the ice, all of a sudden you're going to get heavy legs, which is exactly what happened. Elliot Friedman had a stat on Saturday – where as the teams that are coming off break, playing teams that have already played, in Calgary's case, two games, were 10-31. and And it wasn't going well for them. And the Tampa Bay Lightning would be a great example. They went to Florida for their first game and lost 7-1. to Colorado had trouble for two games. Yep. They lost to Tampa 5 nothing. They scored one goal in the two games coming out of it. The Rangers so basically is, did the same thing to Carolina that Calgary did to Buffalo. Yeah, there is uh, some evidence. Yeah. There is some evidence to show that that this does happen when when the team on break. Because when you come back, you only get that the the two practices. And by the way, Granado put them through their hardest practice in Los Angeles on Sunday. They left right after the game, which they normally wouldn't do, because he wanted to have that practice. But it was not punishment. He was doing it whether they win won or lost because he knew he couldn't do it before the Calgary game. He knew it had to be done because he knew where their legs were going to be, win or lose, against Calgary. So he wanted to have that hard practice. So he got them there early, got them there probably by, what, 10 o'clock our time on Saturday, had the hard practice. I'm sure they got together as a team to watch the Super Bowl and then, uh, you know, are are ready for the game. But he was doing that either way. It was not a punishment practice. 
Paul, how about Lukanen on Saturday? Because I, I know, like, all, all these points about, you know, the, the, the form that the team overall was in, they certainly did not deserve a better result, um, you know, as far as the win or the loss goes in the game. Uh, and Lukanen made a couple of ridiculous – two-on-0 save was just mm-hmm. elite. But, man, I don't know, two if not three of those goals were maybe as shaky as anything he's given up. The two I was thinking, one uh, Western New York native. Uh, Dennis Gilbert. Uh, yeah. Dennis Gilbert came in. It was a hard shot, but he it came from basically the point, just inside the point. Uh, he stepped into it, and Lucan wasn't screened. He basically yep. just missed it. you know. Yeah. And, and there was another one. I, I It was Toffoli's shot from the left wing side. That was, you know, was like, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, that's a nice shot. I get it. But, <laughs> no, that can't go in type of a thing. So, yeah, uh, he wasn't on his game either. And then the question comes, your son probably could answer this better than I can, if you're a goaltender and you're off for nine days, is two days enough to get yourself ramped yeah. up when there are no games right. there and to get yourself in the speed of the game mode? Um, it didn't look like it. You know, but, uh, you know, I don't know if that was the problem or if he just was off that day or whatever. But, yeah, certainly there were two goals for sure that uh, he could say he'd want back. The Gilbert goal was Casparitis, like same sort of play and shot at the same part of the net, hit hit a lot of the Mm -hmm. net. Did you guys reach out to Mike, by the way, his uncle? I did. I, I did not. I did not. He I, says hi. He was there. Good. Oh, he yeah. was there, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, but, Paul, you, you wouldn't have noticed, I don't know, Mike, if you had the sound up, Razor with an all-time line. Uh, they, I didn't like it. But, yes, I, I did hear it. I did hear it. Okay. Do you want me to not say it if no, you didn't like it? Whatever. whatever. He, he, they show the group in there, uh, the family, and I, you know we all know Mike for his years working with the Sabres. Um and uh, Razor says, let me tell you about the, that family. They don't need an excuse to drink. <laughs> it's like after the goal was scored. I just thought, like, ouch, but okay, okay. You know what, though? I know Mike well enough. I'm sure he was not offended in the least. He's, by that. He, he, there's a lot of people up there, but okay. Right. right. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike says hi. It was a, it was a great moment. Yeah. And, and we would hear from Mike about Dennis, you know, growing up. He went to Joe's, yeah. and we would oh, get definitely. updates all the time yeah. with Notre Dame. Definitely, definitely. So I'm sure they – and he and assist, too. So I'm sure they were yes. very, very proud and very happy of what went on there. And, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, after – Dan Dunleavy is going to be on with me on our Channel 2 show uh, that we do on Mondays at 7.30. And uh, we're going to have dinner with Rob afterwards over – so – Kill a little time before Tonight, we got to yeah. start doing our pregames. Well, that, that was a really great. That, that, I, I'm following his career. He, he's represented by the people that that Owen was working with when he was still playing. So, like you know, I'm I've just always got I'm, I'm following them on Twitter still. So I'm always getting updates. And he's just been up and down AHL, NHL, AHL, NHL for really his whole pro career. Yep. So I was I was really glad for him to get to get you know to get a moment at home like that. that his, really his second goal in the league. Yeah. This one. Mm-hmm. All right, Paul. Well, I guess that I means... I have a question for you. Okay. Because I didn't know if you were going to ask. What, Go ahead. What is, the, what is the proper etiquette? Rob won his own squares pool, so should we shame him into buying us dinner tonight, or, uh, is that, or is that, should we wait till he offers? Um, <laughs> I would never do that, but like, hopefully he'll it's offer. It's Rob, though. Hopefully. But it's Rob. <laughs> How much is he playing for? How much is Rob Ray's squares pool worth? I don't know. Thousand? I was in it, but I don't. I didn't see what what the winners got. I I didn't look. Um, more or less than a thousand dollars. I'll say more. 
prefers. I, I, I honestly don't know. I I, I don't. Yeah. I I didn't figure it out because I know he didn't win. So well, it, it depends. That 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 out. that that's a good way to decide the answer to your question here. Like if it if it's a big amount, then yeah, you make, have him buy you dinner. <laughs> but if it's you know two hundred bucks, then you know maybe not. Okay, Paul. Thanks for your time. Take care, guys. All right, it's Paul Hamilton on our Wester Hotline, and his appearances are brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. So I guess that means Dan and Robert out on the trip if they're eating with Paul. I, I that's the impression I'm under. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's tough. Didn't ask Paul about the Super Bowl. Whose fault is that? It's mine. <laughs> ours. No one else's. You know what? There's too much of this in the world. If if Rob or anyone wins money, they're under no obligation to give it back to you. Right. Or to treat you. Like if they do, they do. That's a nice guy. That's a nice guy move. But you know, like you don't want to have to hear it from somebody that you didn't yeah. buy something for them because they just won money yesterday. I had the main event winner over yesterday. I sh- I should have asked him for like yeah, a, a, a hundred grand. Right. <laughs> just to be nice. You want right. some more chili? Right. Come on, chip in. You're the rich one. Yeah, right. I don't want to even get into this conversation again. I had to mute the Twitter. Like, it, the last week when we had this thing with Sal about the tipping out of the pool thing, it just was going on for, like, three days. I just finally, mute. I can't. I can't take it anymore. Check, please. I, just, I don't even care that much, really. I just, good God. That's it. Oh, man. All right, well, speaking of the Super Bowl, we chatted with Sal about it today. And, you know, what What does it say about the Bills? What do the Bills do? Uh, which has always been the, has already been the conversation here for weeks, but the Super Bowl sort of brings that on, like, what, whatever it might be. The, the way Kansas City schemed those two late touchdowns open, almost identically, really, really smart stuff. Um, so that's coming up for you next. And then way off in the distance, 9.30 pregame, 10.30 for face-off Sabres and Kings tonight. We'll be, you know, here tomorrow, right, if they let us? I am planning on it. Yeah. 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 Trista and Sam and whatnot. I'm, and I'm planning on, I'm going to you know, see what Owen's plans are. He's home. He, he, you were, your family was in Lake Placid last weekend. Owen was in Lake Placid this weekend. But he's home. He got home in time for the Super Bowl. Uh, but I haven't talked to him about tonight. Like, you got to try, you know, make it? <laughs> Maybe together we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make it to 1030. Or one in the morning, really. Good luck out there, everyone. Uh, Stay tuned for Sal and our conversation with him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR.